Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Wake up all you goblins and ghouls, it's Halloween! We're running a story on haunted houses and yours has been chosen the spookiest one of all. Thank you, we do try. Now, here are Bob and Sherry. Happy Halloween, everybody! (laughs) It's one of our favorite holidays, second biggest holiday in America now. We've got a lot of really super fun Halloween stuff for you, and... We want to kick it off with a, uh, a call we got, Bob, for you. Well, you can tell Bob for Halloween, instead of being the candy man, he'll be potato man king. Potato man king. <laughs> My address is not listed anywhere, is it? Uh, what, what, what was, he sounds like a nice potato man, but um, what does that mean I'm going to be the potato man? I, I didn't understand where he we was going. We couldn't figure it out either. I don't know where it's coming from. What's the so deal I think with I, that? I think I have an idea of where that came from. Yes, so no. a couple so a couple of days ago, um, you were talking about how you wouldn't mind giving out candy that is unwrapped. Like somebody comes by, you know, you would just have the you would the dump out corn. the candy corn and then just let people come by right. and get a handful. So <laughs> Sherry suggested that you just hand out potatoes instead. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you'd be a legend. People would talk about you as that's the house where the guy gives out a potato instead of candy. I really think you should do this. I'm I'm a believer. Have you given it? I I get why the guy was was saying I would be the potato man. Well, you can tell Bob for Halloween instead of being the candy man, he'll be potato man <laughs> Listen, Bob, if it's French fries you're giving out, I'll be trick or treating. Oh, oh, I'm there. I'm there, baby. I'm changing costumes in oh, the driveway and coming back all from Morpheus. French fries. All of a sudden, it's not a problem, I see. All of a sudden, it's not a problem. Bob, your favorite oh, state. Yeah. Your favorite state is Maine. Potatoes come from Maine. Yes. Um, right. We could make the whole song, you know, who can take the taters? Drop them in your bag. You could. I mean, this could be your thing. Finally, finally. Yeah, God. we could do that as long as you're not singing the song. I think. I think that <laughs> would be an important part of it. Uh, hey, listen. Uh, this is kind of spooky here. The University of Geneva in Switzerland. They've got a researcher. As a matter of fact, a whole a slew of researchers at that university. And that is a serious university. And they are saying. Five to 10% of the general population report hearing a disembodied voice 
at some point in their lives. And these are not people with psychiatric issues they're dealing with. It's just the regular population that one time or another hear a voice and there's nothing around. I have never experienced that. I, and you know, I don't like really scary things, but I kind of would like to know what that's like. I mean, who's to say that it's a spooky sound like Max is playing? You know, why, why couldn't it be the voice of Jennifer Conley? You know, just all of a sudden, Jennifer Conley is in, is in my room there. It's her voice. I think I'd like to experience that. Let me out, Bob! Let me out! <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody! I won't tell anybody! Stop it! Stop it! The cuffs are it. too tight! The cuffs are too Stop tight! It. Stop it! <laughs> uh, how would you feel about that? All of a sudden, you, you hear a voice in the phone, and there's nothing there. Are you it scared? It happened to or me you... once. It did it happen did? to me once. It was, it was my grandmom. It was right after she died, and I just was sitting on the couch all by myself, and it was like two weeks mm-hmm. after, and oh, just yeah, missing her so this. much, and, <laughs> and just really struggling. And I was just sitting there all by myself in the house in the, in the afternoon, and I heard, and she was laughing as she said it, Cher, because that's everybody in my family calls me Cher. Share, and I leapt to my feet, Grandma. And I like in that moment, I thought she was really there. It was so real. I know it was real. Wow. It was wow. so real. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. And I thought it was just—I don't know what I felt. I mean, um, it must have been tears brought to your eyes. Oh, I, I was on the—I was on the yeah. floor. When I, and you're pretty you sure, know, were, were you drinking, were, were you drinking? Or? No, I, I never drink in the middle of the day. Um, so, no, I wasn't drinking. And I, I mean, listen, I was, I was at my lowest and I know she came. She pierced the hmm. veil to bring me comfort and to show yeah. me. She came to me not long after that in a dream and told me that I had to begin to let go because she was in this wonderful place and it was too hard for her to keep coming back um, that I had to stop calling that she I had to let her go it was a really profound kind of spiritual experience because usually yeah. when a, when I hear a voice in my head it's going something like this oh my god this clown is in management they'll <laughs> 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 hear you if my grandmother came back the voice that I would hear would be you were right. I never really did like you. Oh, that's oh so wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Hey, straight ahead. For the Bob and Sherry show. Yeah. It's Halloween. Straight ahead. Not everybody's mama is all in on trick or treating. Plus, morons in the news. Lamar's Halloween Roundup, our annual salute to all the cool versions of. The Monster Mash, and we're going to throw it back with a little Halloween comedy from Jerry Seinfeld. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Okay, so Lamar's wife, Carla, found this. Um, Not everybody is on board with Halloween. There are a lot of people that just don't like any of the dark, um, scary elements to it. Like, they're good with kids dressing up like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and 
and um, Buzz Lightyear, but they really don't like anything that is dark or demonic or bloodthirsty. And that's, I mean, that's cool, right? To each their own. Now, this mama doesn't even want you to go <laughs> trick-or-treating. Be full of tricks. Be full of tricks. They want you to think that you just trick-or-treat. It's not just trick-or-treating. It's opening yourself up to the devil because if he can get you to get some candy, he can get you to do something else. If he can get you to get some candy, he can get you to rob a bank. If he can get, just get you to get a piece of candy, he can get you to steal some matters car. If he can get you to just get a piece of candy, he'll get you to steal some matters purse or steal something out the store. Because they're full of tricks. They're full of tricks. And it start there if you ain't stealing, you'll be killing. And if you ain't killing, you'll be on drugs. Cause that's how it starts with trick or treating. That's why I'm going to the Hallelujah Fest where the candy is already blessed. And if you don't want to go, you can trick or treat your tail at the house. So just cause your friends going to hell don't mean you got to go. It don't mean you got to go. Doc, I think she's single. Um, wow. I tell you what, mm. I admire the passion, if uh, nothing else. What's it like um, What's it like being brought up in that household? I mean, how do you turn out if, if that's mama? Straight. Um, you come out straight, not stealing, not killing, not murdering, and not so? taking candy from strangers. Not having fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not going to hell just because all your friends are going. That's listen, how you turn listen. out. Let's be honest. Fun is the gateway to the devil. See, fun is <laughs> yeah, the gateway. That's, that's why that's you trip. True. That's yeah. why the trick. They tricking. They tricking because of fun. You fun. think you're having fun. The highway to hey. hell is fun till you get to the destination. I'm just going to go ahead. And that explains the last station we were at, Sherry. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. <laughs> One of my girls we had a little no fun. One of my girls had a little classmate in like, it was probably kindergarten, first grade. And yeah. um, she was not allowed to trick or treat. And it was Karamia. So Karamia had, in every Halloween, Karamia would have a handful of friends come and trick or treat from our house. And they would do themed costumes. Like one year, they were mm -hmm. all the characters from Alice in Wonderland, right? And I was the Red mm -hmm. Queen because they felt that they needed somebody taller to go out with them as the Red Queen. And she invited this one child and the kid was not allowed to come because her family doesn't believe in trick-or-treating or Halloween. And Karamia yeah. could not understand that. Kara, there was no explaining that to Karamia. <laughs> Karamia was like, wait, you're not allowed to go and get candy. No, you're, but you can't put on a costume and come to my house and we'll eat candy. No. Karamia said, mom, why would you not be allowed to have free candy? And I said, honey, people... People believe different things, and that's their choice, and and we we have to respect that. And she sat there for a minute because you know Karamia, as a, especially as a little one, was a, such a criminal. Karamia goes, "I'm never going to understand not wanting free candy." <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. I'll tell you what: we have a Seinfeld bit, a stand-up that he did years ago about when he, as a child, realized 
that one day a year you could get free candy, oh, yeah. and it blew his childish <laughs> mind yeah. completely. But you know, there there are people we're we're having fun with this. There are people, and I mean adults who who really hate Halloween. Do you remember the engineer we used to work with? Who oh, uh, yeah. wooden wooden teeth was the manager, and he demanded everyone dress up for Halloween. This and then guy he dressed so... up as a nun. <laughs> a wooden teeth did, but the guy that hated Halloween for whatever reason dressed up in camo and came in because he knew he had to do something. So he wore army camo as his, uh, and that was that, a little disturbing. That particular Halloween in that building was like a Rorschach test because all of the people you were it was you were mandated that you must come in costume. And all mm -hmm. of the people came in a costume that reflected their deepest inner state and or their most hidden kink. So the engineer that hated Halloween came dressed up like a paramilitary, you know, stormtrooper. Right. The guy right. that mandated Halloween came dressed as a Catholic nun and wanted to bless us. It was just the craziest Halloween. You it walked into Freudian. the sales office and you could mm -hmm. see like, Oh yeah, that's what you're all about in your off hours. That was the weird. Yeah. Was that not the weirdest Halloween you ever had in a workplace? It was. I don't know if you can get away with mandating that sort of thing anymore in businesses. Can oh, you? No, Probably no, not. no, you cannot do that. No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, speaking of dressing up and pretending to be stuff, morons in the news is next. And our moron of the day pretended he was a mannequin that's one way to dodge a shoplifting charge it's coming up next it's bob and sherry morons in the news is sponsored by lowe's find the top products and quantities you need when you need them lowe's knows pros it's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. I just love Florida, man. It is just a place where everybody wants to have a good time, whether you visit or you live there. Panama City commissioners are listening to residents' comments about whether or not in a entertainment district you can walk around with liquor in a cup or beer in a cup, open containers, walking through the entertainment district. The mayor hates the idea. Here is what he said. When I first heard about the social district with open containers, I was at a meeting and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then I started thinking about it some more. And then I did some research and I pointed out during this meeting that I think it's a terrible idea to allow people to walk around carrying liquor. Uh, he argues, the mayor does, that the plan would increase law enforcement, increase trash pickup costs, and this is what uh, kind of jumped out at me. He speculated that the district could increase the panhandle's divorce rate. Quote, we have one of the highest divorce rates in the entire United States. So I would imagine if we threw some alcohol on the fire, we could probably get that up even higher divorce rate wise. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I get the whole He's thing with the trash and everything. He's probably not wrong. He's, he may not be wrong. He, if, I mean, go to your marriage know, counselor and go to your marriage yeah. counselor and have him tell you, why don't y'all just start drinking a lot more? I think it'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> start walking around downtown happen. with a drink. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. 
Well, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a man who attached a makeshift rubber bumper to his car doors, and I saw this, oh, I saw the picture of this, with wires and duct tape to prevent the dents, led to this massive federal, state, and local response for a bomb threat that turned out to be false. There were several calls to 911 about a car appearing to have a bomb on the passenger side doors at the First Watch restaurant. The wires were connected to suction cups on the inside door handle. All businesses in the shopping area were evacuated for two hours as a precaution. Schools were sent home. They was on lockdown. The investigation oh, wow. was ongoing. And so the Murfreesboro Police Department supervisor eventually called the owner of the car by phone. The owner was standing with all the other evacuees across the street, unaware that it was his car <laughs> that oh, was no. causing the bomb threats. Yes. The Tennessee Highway Patrol finally gave an all clear after examining the car. And since there was no intent to cause harm, the man will not be charged. If you look yeah. at this picture, it's yeah. like all wrapped up down both sides. Like yeah, if yeah. you opened your car door against it, you wouldn't leave a dent. But it did look like it looked like a bomb. It really did yeah. look like a bomb. <laughs> I know he's so embarrassed. Wow. I know he is. I know he We're is. We're going to go to Warsaw, Poland for today's moron of the day because Florida is exhausted and needs to lie down for a while. Okay. It needs a break. <laughs> um, our man here was arrested after he stood in a store window pretending to be a mannequin motionless what police said he was hoping was that he would pass as a mannequin until closing time You're when kidding. he would when he would be able to rob the store gosh and he's it, done it before this guy. I he's guess he stayed out of the sun for a long time, didn't he? He very <laughs> white complexion, probably. Um, one time he did, he pulled this scam off and managed to rob a jewelry store. Um, another time he went into a restaurant and then he decided to dine and dash. So at the entrance of the restaurant, they had those kind of roller shutters that drop down, the, you know, the metal ones that cover yeah, yeah. glass windows. He was able to tuck himself inside one of those, change his clothes so that when he walked out of the restaurant, the, the servers didn't register him. They, they didn't realize that he was the guy was that the ha guy, they yeah. had just served. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also been accused. Wait, this guy, he's only 22. Um, he's been accused of working another shopping center over where again he would hide in plain sight until they closed and then go through cash registers and and steal merchandise but this time they caught him because this time he was in the store window that is morons in the news happy halloween coming up for you we've got comedian jerry seinfeld talking about trick-or-treat we're going to take you down the rabbit hole with a very spooky halloween song and the very true, very chilling tale of the Bell Witch. Happy Halloween, little ghosts. It's Bobby Sherry. All right, just in time for Halloween, here is the one and only Wayne Brady. And he's performing Michael Jackson's Thriller, but like it's a 1930s jazz tune. Howdy, 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 hey.
fellas <laughs> It's close to midnight Something evil's lurking in the dark mm. Under the moonlight You see a sight that almost stops your heart You try to scream Oh, but terror takes a sound before you make it Yeah Starts to freeze as horror looks you right between your eyes. Oh, paralyzed, cause this is thriller, thriller night, and no one's gonna save you from the beast about to strike. You know it's thriller, thriller night. You're fighting for your life inside a killer thriller tonight. Hey, ladies. You hear the door slam And realize there's nowhere left to run Oh, you feel the cold hand And wonder if you'll ever see the sun You close your eyes And hope that this is just imagination Girl, but all the while You hear a creature creeping up behind Oh, you're out of time oh, This is thriller, thriller night And there ain't no second chance Against a thing with 40 eyes This is thriller, thriller night You're fighting for your life inside of killer Thriller tonight oh, Night creatures call And the dead start to dance in their masquerade We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Straight ahead. Isn't that so good? Straight ahead, we've got the 2023 Lamar Halloween Roundup. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. You know, I have run across a bunch of random Halloween facts, and I just sort of got caught up in it and just couldn't stop. Here's Bring my first on. one. Charlie Brown was the first TV character to trick or treat. Before that, it had never happened on TV. It was in 1966, and that was the episode what? that was. Really? Yes, nobody had ever trick or treated on TV until Charlie Brown did it when they did the uh, the Great Pumpkin. Yes. yes, I can't believe that that there wasn't something like in the Leave It to Beaver era. But you know, now that you mention it. I've never seen, I remember the Charlie Brown thing. I can't remember ever seeing a rerun. Yeah, with kids doing that. Exactly, exactly. Covering a dead body with a white sheet was the inspiration for one of the first Halloween costumes, which would be to dress up in spooky outfits. It's like you're a ghost, okay? Yeah. The white sheet, it's very, it's very acceptable if you, in your last minute, you're running out of stuff to do, but... Covering yeah. a dead body. That's where that came from. I didn't know that. Huh. I and, didn't know that either. I yeah. love knowing that. <laughs> yeah. Masks at Halloween were initially worn to ward off evil spirits because people believed that at Halloween, souls would come back to walk the earth and look yeah, at the yeah. lives to steal. So the theory yeah. was if you wore a scary mask, you would scare off the evil spirits. Ha! That makes sense, too, in, in its own way. Yeah. 
the loudest single scream at Halloween was a record-breaking English teaching assistant, Jill Drake. He broke the Guinness Book of World Record in 2000 while attending the Halloween festival. His scream measured 129 decibels. That's the equivalent of a rock concert and a loud sympathy. Whoa. Yeah, now that's loud. That, yeah, what was yeah. he screaming about? I wonder. Was it a oh, was it a screaming it was contest? Just a, just a scream. It was yeah. It was just okay. a scream. It was a contest, and he won it. Yeah, so, he did. So he wasn't just freaked out by no. the haunted house attraction or the price no, of the concessions. No. Got it. No, this he's a professional screamer, evidently. Got it. <laughs> so now here's one that really shocked me. In uh-huh. Germany, it is a tradition for households to hide their knives on Halloween. You must hide all your knives in Germany at Halloween because they believe that Halloween is the time of year when the veil between the worlds is very thin so spirits can come in and pass. And to make sure that none of the souls of their visiting relatives get hurt, they hide all their knives in the house. There's no accidents and dead relatives don't get hurt. I'd worry more about the live relatives than I would the dead relatives. <laughs> <if it laughs> me, but that's, that's what I was thinking. I was going to ask you about that what is the point of even being a ghost if you can still get stabbed yeah that's right i I don't know i don't know now here's one i know y'all probably know michael jackson's thriller is the most played halloween song now there are a lot of other halloween songs the monster mash is very popular uh don't fear the reaper whatever but they say that it is constantly during a halloween is the most consistently downloaded, streamed, and played during the Halloween time. 66 you know, million copies have been sold of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that is the most played song. Uh, Sherry and I, when we were first together, uh, they brought in a new program director uh, to be. He, he never got the job, but he came in and he was told to listen to the Bob and Sherry show that morning. We knew he was listening. And we just did a great Halloween show. We had all this stuff about ghosts and some funny stuff. And, and, and we, we were so proud of it. And the guy comes in to talk to us. And we're going to kind of interview him, too. And we, so uh, I know you were listening. What did you think? It was good. Uh, in that hour, I didn't hear Thriller. <laughs> Which was, yeah. And by the way... Um, we don't program the music on the radio station. So yeah, right. there's a guy down the hall you might want to go chat to yeah, about yeah, that. Like, like him. What yeah. a petty. Mm-hmm. It's, he's one of those. He was one of those guys. Well, here I go again. One of those guys that just didn't care about talent. He just wanted to be around playing music. That's that's all he wanted to be. Those are, he was those one are of those guys that facts. didn't. He was one of those guys that also didn't get that job because after that, Bob went to the general manager and went, yeah, that's a no from us. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) That was true. Those are great, Lamar. Thank you. Hey, Lamar. Speaking of the Monster Mash, I fought it for years, but I'm all in now. It's not Halloween until the B.O.B. gets his Monster Mash on, but this year... (laughs) It's with a twist. We're going to give you the traditional, Bob, because I know you're a man of tradition. But we mm-hmm. got a twist mm-hmm. on it, too. Straight ahead, it's Bob and Sherry. 
Thank you for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you ever checked out our podcast? The latest episode is out now. It's called I Swear I Didn't Have Free Will. And you can find it at bobandsherry.com, Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. You promised me I could play Monster Mash. Are we ready to do it right now? I get to do it once a year. All right, let's hit it. We're ready. Bobby, Boris, Pickett, ladies and gentlemen, coming out of the crypt. In the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flag They did the mash They did the monster mash the zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's not a mash. Now the monster man. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is sent. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. That's so good. That's so good. He got the original. All right, what's this thing you were talking about now? Something that's a knockoff on this. Yeah, I think you're going to really like this. This is Jeff Castellucci. He's the guy Mm -hmm. who sings in the really low bass voice. Listen Mm -hmm. to what he did with Monster Mash. I was working in my lab 
very clever. I, I like. It's not as good as the original, but what could be? What could I'm be? I'm curious. But, but you know, wouldn't it's, it be uh, amazing to be able to sing in that kind of a low bass like that? Yeah. I love those bass singers. Yeah. Very good. We'll get the, Happy Halloween. Yeah, we'll get it posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so you can check it out straight ahead. We're going to throw it back this Halloween with Jerry Seinfeld. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It is time now for your Halloween version of Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is the great Jerry Seinfeld. So the first time you hear the, the concept of Halloween... When you're a kid, your brain can't even process the information. You can, you're like, what, what is this? What did you say? So what did you say about giving out candy? Who was giving out candy? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy? Are you kidding me? When is this happening? Where? Why? Take me with you. I, I gotta be a part of this. I'll do anything that they want. I can wear that. I'll wear anything I have to wear. I'll do anything I have to do to get the candy from those fools that are so stupidly giving it away. So the first couple of years, I made my own costumes, which of course suck, the ghost, the hobo, no good. Then finally, third year, begging the parents, got the Superman Halloween costume, not surprisingly. Cardboard box, cellophane top, mask included. Remember the rubber band on the back of that mask? That was a quality item there, wasn't it? That was good for about 10 seconds before it snapped out of that cheap little staple they put it in there with. You go to your first house, trick or snap, it broke, I don't believe it. Wait up, you guys, I gotta fix it. Hey, wait up! Wait up! That's what kids say, they don't say wait. They say, wait up! Hey, wait up! <laughs> Because when you're little, your life is up. The future is up. Everything you want is up. Wait up. Hold up. Shut up. <laughs> Mom, I'll clean up. Let me stay up. <laughs> Parents, of course, are just the opposite. Everything is down. Just calm down. Slow down. Come down here. Sit down. Put that down. <laughs> So I had my little costume, I was physically ready, I was preparing myself. I did not try on the costume prior to Halloween. Do you remember this? This is an obscure one, but... On the side of the box, I remember this, on my Superman costume, it actually said, do not attempt to fly. <laughs> they printed that as a warning, because kids were putting it on and going off the roof. You know. I love the idea of the kid who's stupid enough to think he actually is Superman, but smart enough to check that box before he goes off the roof. Wait, let me see if it says anything about me being Superman. Oh, wait a second here, I... So anyway, but my hopes were up. I was thinking that this is probably the same exact costume that Superman wears himself. And you put these things on, it's not exactly the super fit that you are hoping for. It looks more like Superman's pajamas is what it looks like. It's all kind of loose and flowing, and the neckline kind of comes down about there. 
flimsy little ribbon string in the back. Plus, my mother makes me wear my winter coat over the costume anyway. I don't recall Superman wearing a jacket. Not like I had cheap corduroy phony fur. Boy, I'm Superman, but it's a little chilly out, and I'm glad I've got this cheap little 10-year-old kid's jacket. So I'm going out, I'm trick-or-treating, but the mask, the rubber band keeps breaking, it keeps getting shorter. I'm fixing it, it's getting tighter and tighter on my face. You know when it starts slicing into your eyeballs there and you're, you're trying to breathe through that little hole? <laughs> getting all sweaty. I can't see, I can't breathe, we gotta keep going, we gotta get the candy. And <laughs> a half hour into it, you just take that mask, oh, the hell with it! Bing bong, yeah, it's me, give me that candy. Yeah, I'm Superman, look at the pant legs, what do you care? Remember those last couple years trick-or-treating, getting a little too old for it? Still out there going through the motions. Bing bong, come on lady, let's go. Halloween doorbells, candy, let's pick it up in there. Come to the door, they always ask you those same stupid questions. What are you supposed to be? I'm supposed to be done by now. You want to move it along with the Three Musketeers? I got 18 houses on this block, sweetheart. Just hit the bag, we hit the road. That's the way it works. Sometimes they give you that little white bag twisted on the top. You know, that's going to be some crap candy. Doesn't have the official Halloween markings on it. Hold it, lady, wait a second. What is this, the orange marshmallow shaped like a big peanut? Do me a favor, you keep that one. <laughs> yeah, we have all the door stops we need already, thank you. We're going for name candy only this year. <laughs> still great. That is, yeah. That's Jerry Seinfeld, of course. Who else? You can find that set at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Happy Halloween. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So I have a little Halloween question for you. I told you guys mm-hmm. last week that my neighbors set up an entire soccer game with skeletons on their front yard. Goalies, defense, offense. Yeah, yeah very cool. Um, it's, it's amazing. Do you ever stop to wonder why it is we decorate with skeletons? Like, if you were visiting here from another planet and you were writing up a report, it would go something like this. You would say, the people of this planet, for one month every year, turn their own bones into yard art. Like, it's so weird. It's such a strange thing that we do. I have thought about that. It's not just the skeletons. It's also the tombstones, all of that stuff. And I read an article once that addressed that, and they said we all have an innate fear of death. And so what we're doing by putting all these things out, the ghouls, the tombstones, Uh, The skeletons, all of these things, we're whistling as we go by the graveyard, trying to take something that is, you know, frightening in many people's minds. Take uh, the power. Not everyone. And and you're you're just kind of, (laughs) you know, lightening it up a little bit. If I came back from a top secret NASA mission to an inhabited world and told you, yeah, it's wild. The oceans are red. 
The sky is pink, and the inhabitants of this planet decorate with their own skeletons. You would be like, right. what kind of Star Trek crazy is that? I don't want to go there. And it really, it, it really makes you think when you're looking at an entire soccer game made of skeletons on your neighbor's front yard. It's just, it's, true. it's whimsical and it's fun, but it's also like, man, people are weird. Happy Halloween. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Talkback time. If you have the app, it's free on uh, Google Play and the Apple Store. There's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. If you tap it and talk, the app will do all the hard work. Plus, you can use it to listen to the show every day and the podcast and all that. Um, Or you can call us on the phone like people do in the day at 844 Five two S H E R I. Hi, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Lamar. I wanted to share with you a story about Barbie and my three-year-old granddaughter. My granddaughter has a little problem, self-soothing, with her thumb. She's a thumb sucker, and they've tried everything to get her to quit sucking her thumb. Nothing's worked. So they took her to the dentist, her first dentist visit, and the dentist was looking at her. She does have a little bit of an overbite. And he looked at her and he said, Charlotte, you know, if you want to have pretty teeth like Barbie, you got to stop sucking your thumb. Well, my granddaughter is a little smart little thing. And she looked at the dentist and she goes, my Barbie doesn't have any teeth. Well, the dentist looked at my daughter-in-law and said, I tried. Have a good day. I love it. That's pretty good. That's a smart kid. And she's not wrong. Barbie don't got no teeth. All right, we have another one. Hey, Bob and Sherry, Max and Doc and Lamar. I just want to say there's so much great stuff in the podcast. And I wanted to point out that I think I saw a great new feature that may have just been born. Earlier this week, Lamar was talking about the power dynamics of the snooze button, and he told us that his expertise comes from, and I quote, a scientific fact that I made up. I would love to see a regular feature by Lamar called a scientific fact that I made up. Love the show. Lamar, I would too. It's a good idea. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. I'm 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 a justifier, so I can make up a fact to justify. Carl will tell you right quick. I'll make up something in a minute. She'll go. That's not true. Do you know it's not? I don't know if you know it's not or not. Yeah. You know when you I'll throw like something it. out to the wife once in a while, and you know you're sort of sure that what you're talking about is true, but you're not a hundred percent. And there's there's that moment where you say something, and there's a pause. <laughs> And she's listening, and you know she married you, so she wants to believe that you know what the hell you're talking about, but she's yes. not quite sure. But she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't because of the pause. Because of the pause, your choice. She, if she comes back and she says, "Are you sure about that?" Once in a while, I will double down. And you know what? I hate Google. I really hate Google. <laughs> Because I forget that Google is right there, and she's walking around with that damn phone attached to her hand 24-7, and that's all she's got to do. 
My friend Jeff does that. Me. I'll throw I'll throw out yeah. something. We're talking about, I don't know, World War II history. And I'll say, yeah, and his uh, Bavarian, uh, Hitler's Bavarian uh, hideout was, um, uh, you could go and visit right after World War II. And he said, I don't think so. And all of a sudden, I hear <laughs> clicking. I hear, I, he's, he's always in front of his computer. I hear these, and I go, Google. I live with my, I live with my face in a book. I'm constantly researching something. I'm such a goober. And Kevin will challenge me on the most random things. And, and he's like, that's not true. I'm like, yes, it is true. Where'd you hear that? It's not where I heard it. It's an actual scientific fact. Yeah, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to prove that. Oh, right. oh, it's so insulting. Right. Right. Yep. It is. It is. But I do like Listen, this, Lamar. When when are you going to start this? Because I'm really anxious to hear a scientific fact that you just made up. Well, I don't know. What time is it now? Maybe we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, 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 add, I'll, add, I'll add that to the list of stuff that I'm working on. Let me, let me tell you when this is going to happen, when it just sort of pops up naturally, you know. This is this is not a bit that you can create on a weekly basis. It's just no, you're going to say true. something, and it's a scientific <laughs> fact that uh, you made up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I look yeah. forward to it. Hey, yeah. straight ahead, we're going to take you down the rabbit hole with a little Halloween song, and then the true scary story of the Bell Witch. Ooh, happy Halloween, everybody! It's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. People and axes go way back, over one million years. And yes, axes are used in cold-blooded murders, even in 2023. Axe murder, it's not just for Lizzie Borden. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Use the Talk Back feature feature. on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. We're teaming up with Visit Florida to salute teachers throughout the school year. Go to the contest page at bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher and tell us why they deserve a vacation. We'll pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. Bob and Sherry, go. All right, here's a little Halloween song for you from comedian Stephen Lynch, No Relation. Just for tonight's big show, I hope you like it. Here it goes. This is what Halloween means to me. (laughs) Thinking of all the cool creatures that I will meet tonight. And goblins and witches roaming the streets in moonlight. Bowls of candy and goodies, delicious and waiting in store. The sound of cute little footsteps as they approach my front door. Letting the children inside to drink beers. Razor blades hidden in three musketeers. 
screams from the basement of kids begging to be set free. That's what Halloween means to me. Tightening the clamps that are holding their little heads so tight. Putting my lips to their ears as I whisper, please, don't fight. <laughs> I promise to let you go home if you swear not to tell a soul. Well, I'll just untie these. I'm kidding. Now, where is my hacksaw? Let's rock and roll. A pinch of your brother, a teaspoon of you with the hand of Carson would make a good stew. I'd give you a taste, but your tongue's in the stew. Irony, that's what Halloween means to me. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me someone. I want Something. nothing. I want nothing to do with that. Do not blame me. Do not blame Bob. <laughs> Holy cow, that was dark. Max and I, Max and no. Lamar and I listened to that, and I was like, I yes. don't know, guys. Do you think it's too dark? And Max is like, No, I think it's clever. fun. Clever. It's, it's clever. It's clever. Hey. Well, it's too dark. It's way too dark. It's, it's very clever. It's a little something for everybody this Halloween. That's right. Straight That's ahead. Right. Straight ahead, our final spooky season scary story, The True Tale of the Bell Witch. Next, it's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this shit. Who wants to hear a true scary story that inspired a couple of scary movies? This happened in Adams, Tennessee. Happy Halloween, everybody. This happened in Adams, Tennessee. And if you've ever seen the movie An American Haunting or The Blair Witch Project, maybe you didn't know that both are based on the very true story of the Bell Witch. So way back in the early 1800s, a man named John Bell moved with his family to a part of Tennessee called the Red River. Now, today, we call it Adams, Tennessee. And the family settled into their new home, and they weren't there very long before some very strange things started happening. They began hearing noises, but bizarre noises like the furious barking of dogs and the Bell family didn't have a dog and they didn't have neighbors close enough to where they could hear those dogs barking either. They would hear chains rattling and they would hear the sound of chewing and scrabbling like rats gnawing open a bag of grain or scratching with their tiny little rat hands and their little rat claws. 
against the inside of the walls. Well, this was upsetting. Then they began hearing what sounded to them like a woman whispering. Well, even if you got a really great deal on a house, you might could overlook the weird barking dogs, and you could maybe put out some traps for the sounds of rats. But the sound of a woman whispering in the walls? Yeah. Well, people began talking because the family, John Bell and his family were like, uh, does anybody else have like weird barking and whispering in their houses at night? And the neighbors were like, uh-oh, not us. So the whispering became dubbed the Bell Witch. And people said that she's the ghost of a former neighbor of the Bell family. And her name was Kate Batts. So what ended up happening was Kate Batts and the owner of that land, they had a fight over the land and she swore vengeance. And then she died. And apparently dying wasn't enough for her to let go of that grudge because she came back as an unclean spirit. <laughs> That's a grudge. That's that a grudge. A grudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when like... When you're when you're dead and you're like, oh, is this eternal paradise? Hold up, I got some unfinished business back there <laughs> yeah. with this neighbor that I cannot yeah. stand. Yeah. Anyway, John Bell died, and it turned out that he had been poisoned to death, and they said it was the work of the Bell Witch. And to mm-hmm. this day, she stalks that part of Tennessee because some people are just never able to let it go. <laughs> It's so true. It is so true. <laughs> they, they take it into eternity. I swear to God, there are people I've known that were like that. Now you can go visit the historic Bell Witch Cave, okay, in Tennessee. Now, you may, you know, you may not believe in this sort of stuff, but I bet you'd have a good time going into the Bell Witch Cave where they have some of the things that were in the original Bell family home. Their iron kettle, some of their chimney stones, a lot of the artifacts from the time period in which John that's, that's Bell gonna be, and That's going to be a hard lived. sell for me with Mary, I think. Oh, Mary, you're not, gonna... neither one of you yeah. wants to go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's only about 40 minutes. If you're into this kind of thing, and we have listeners in that part of the world, if yeah. you're into this kind of thing... The historic Bell Witch Cave is only about 40 minutes outside of Nashville. Uh-huh. And you can go in yourself. And there's nothing like a good, dank, creepy cave around Halloween to get you into the spooky season spirit. <laughs> so there you go. That is the true story of the Bell Witch and the cave that you can go visit. And just be glad that you don't have haunted devil dogs barking in your walls or some woman whispering that she's trying to poison you. I'm talking to my husband right now about that last part. That's right, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) We'll post this up on the uh, Bob and Sherry Facebook. Happy Halloween. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
Hey, if you're uh, going last minute, you've decided to go to a Halloween party last minute. I've got some costume ideas here that become very popular that I think a lot of folks, if you have a little bit of creativity, can throw it together at the last minute. They include, now you have to have a certain look, okay, with some of these. Going as Beyonce. All right, if you're a woman and you got one really sexy dress, if you can pull together a wig, maybe, and the right makeup, maybe Beyonce. How about Billie Eilish? I think a woman who's good with makeup and a black wig could pull that off, and people would know exactly who you were you were going as. Kim Kardashian. You got to have a certain figure for that one. I just got to say, yeah. she has the most unusual figure. That is yeah. pretty tough. This this uh, study also said a lot of people this year, our guys are going to go as Will Smith. And what they're going to do is attach a human hand to their cheek. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, then shouldn't they be Chris Rock? Yeah. Since he's yeah, the that, one that that's got true. slapped. Yeah, that's, that's true. They should. Uh, Lady Gaga is is another one with the right makeup. I think some women could pull off the Gaga look, especially if you could find a, a you know, one of those beehive hairdos. And finally, for guys, and I believe this one is fairly easy, Pete Davidson. I mean, all you oh, need, no, 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 all no, you need no. is a sweaty, uh, very whitish face with dark circles under your eyes. You got him. Wow. There you are. And a hoodie. <laughs> and a hoodie. And a hoodie. And what is head. it? I know he's very talented. What is it with underneath Pete's eyes? Somebody has got to get him some makeup when he goes on SNL. Because he just looks like he just woke up and was exhausted and didn't he descri- sleep last. He described himself as looking like he needs a transfusion. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Good luck putting those together. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry archive vault there's this uh psychoanalyst and research psychologist and kind of famous uh doctor in the new york city area named dr frida bernbaum and she has uh released what your halloween costume reveals about you that it's like deep it reveals actually deep truths about your personality and your psychological makeup yeah Uh um so, what does she say about Karl Lagerfeld? Well, Karl Lagerfeld would be... <laughs> would you consider Karl Lagerfeld a celebrity? I guess. A celebrity? Well, this year I'm going as Dr. No, so let's stay with Dr. No. Uh, well, a celebrity. People who dress up as famous people are outgoing individuals yeah. who are who like attention, and they know that dressing up like that will get them lots of attention. Huh. Okay. I just thought it would be kind of kooky. To be Karl Lagerfeld? Yeah. Yeah gross or scary costumes um it's so popular that if a person goes for the gross and scary the grosser and scarier Uh this is interesting chances are they are really low-key individuals who often don't want attention Huh. And that in in regular life they're kind of boring. You know, I can but see that. But at Halloween, they come out. They bust it out. They bust it out. Yeah, they get a different type of attention. How about um any kind of Disney or cartoon character? So that would be like all the way from Minnie Mouse to what's another cartoon character? Aladdin. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. No, that's not Disney. That's Warner Brothers. Any cartoon. Oh, any character cartoon character. besides Disney. Disney or. Any cartoon character. And, and I guess that would include The Simpsons, right? Anyway, yeah. 
It's a safe choice. It's worn by people pleasers. Someone who wants to be a part of the fun but doesn't want to hurt any feelings yeah, or offend anyone. I could see that, actually. I think out of all the cartoon characters, Bart Simpson is probably the most popular to be, don't you? It's got to be up there. Yeah. The pimp. Ooh. <laughs> oh, if you're a guy who's going trick-or-treating as a pimp, you're not going to like what Dr. Fried Birnbaum says about you. And Max is over here going, who dresses up as a pimp for Halloween? I know. An insecure man who's acting out his fantasy of dominating women. And it's often the choice of very uncreative and secure men. Well, you know, <clears throat> let me defend it. <laughs> if you're dressed up as a pimp and you're walking your little four-year-old daughter around, I think that's really, really bad. Okay, That but says if, other things about you. But if yeah. you're going to an adult costume party and you're the type of guy who's the last guy in the world to be a pimp, that's then she, it's kind of funny. That's what she's saying, though, is that the last guy in the world to be a pimp is the guy who secretly wants to be a pimp. No, no. It, it, it's ironic. Like our friend Tom Jackson. That's the last guy in the world who would be a pimp, right? But he would never dress up as a pimp because he's not an insecure I think, guy. I, no, I don't. My point is, I don't think you have to be insecure all the time. It's well, ironic. Well, uh, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum, who has a PhD and an MD, begs to differ. Yeah, well, with I've been you. nominated for Personality of the Year nine times, okay? Dr. Frieda's over here going, You may know the time and temp, buddy. This or, is my area. Or Tom Jackson's going, What did I do to. Hey, Tom Jackson would never dress up as a pimp because he's not no. an insecure man. I didn't say he was an insecure man. I'm Tom s- Jackson. <laughs> let me just say, Tom Jackson doesn't need to dress up as a pimp because he is a pimp. He's got it. Sorry, I brought does that up. Does he have like a real job now? We probably didn't he do does him have any a, He does have a real job Well, good now. morning, Tom. Superhero. Continue. Really kind-hearted people tend to dress up as superheroes. Oh, is that right? Because the superhero costume reflects their own inner do-goody. Yeah, right, right, to help people, yeah. Funny or original costumes. Anytime you see a costume that makes you look twice or three times, Uh chances are the person wearing it is a type A personality and a highly creative individual who probably spent the last nine months thinking about it. Hmm. Uh, Congress or political costumes. Considering how unpopular Congress is today, anyone who dresses up like a politician enjoys being scorned and reviled. Who enjoys that? Frida says people who do need professional counseling. And finally, no costume. People who just don't. I don't do that. Oh, please. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Dr. Frida Birnbaum. I'm so sick of hearing her name. (laughs) She says... People who make a point of refusing are completely out of touch with their inner child. And they have the potential to bore people literally to death. Because they're so out of over the top. Maybe you just want to get into it. Their inner child. It doesn't say anything there about my costume. Dr. No, an evil dick an evil uh, scientist. Um, yeah, there's no like movie character or anything. Well, you know. Well, you're sort of the anti-superhero, right? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. the people who are superheroes are kind-hearted and want to help others. Yeah. Look at the business I work in. Right? Comes naturally. That's pretty good. I mean, it's Bob right. and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, I don't know how I feel about this. I want to know how you feel about this. Gallup surveyed. Um, a bunch of Americans to see which professions 
have the most unethical people working in them. Okay. Radio consultants. That would be number one. <laughs> number one is lobbyists, which I yeah. think it's hard for anybody to disagree with. Right. I mean, totally. these are people that get paid to shape the laws to their um, own benefit and profit. Right. Yep. And I think we yep. all know how that works. Number two is telemarketer. And I feel bad mm -hmm. about that because a lot of the people, I think the, the brains behind those telemarketing schemes are unethical. I think the people doing those jobs are just trying to keep the food on the table. You know, Agree I had one call me the other day. And uh, it's one of those, I'm not saying they're all scams, but I know a lot of them are. Hi, uh, we're going to connect you to a person who is a spokesperson for the American Sheriff's Association. I, I've had these calls, and the first thing I ask right away is, what is your percentage that you're getting off of uh, any donation? And then they stammer. And then finally, sir, the uh, company I work for takes 80%. So I got one the other day. And before she could hand me off to the pre-recorded pitch, I said, I know it's not you, but I do wish you would get a job where you're not working as a thief. And then she hung up. As a former telemarketer, I can tell you that I can remember the script. And the script was something like this. If you could have solar energy in your home for no out-of-pocket money, would this be something you'd be interested in? You'd be surprised how people would answer that question. <laughs> But one thing that I, I knew, here's what I, I knew, here's what I knew as a telemarketer. If I did not get to enough people, I wouldn't get the sales. So if somebody started to jerk me around, I just hung up on them. What why would yeah. I have why would I want to listen to the abuse? Why would I listen to any of that and just move on to somebody that could possibly get uh yeah. you know. And I think a lot of them do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the people that work there, they are not the masterminds of any of that. They're just and they're just doing a job. Here's the number three profession with the most unethical members. And this is a sad commentary on where we are as a republic. Members of Congress come in number three, beaten only by of lobbyists course. and telemarketers. Wow. And I, th and I think the telemarketers could be pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, here's an... Well, you know, the thing that you have to say, though, is like, hey, Senate did a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Congress. Yeah. Next yeah. on the line. And this is, again, this is unfortunate because, like, my brother is in this business and he's very ethical. Car salespeople, followed by yeah. state office holders, followed by all business executives, followed by TV reporters followed by advertisers, followed by newspaper reporters. You know what this shows me? This shows me that we don't trust anyone or anything anymore in America. Thoughts? You know, I'm, I'm going to jump right in here and defend the reporters. Very often, those are not people. Uh, you, you think everybody who's either uh, writing for a newspaper or a magazine or is on TV is making uh, a lot of money. A lot of them just do it because they study journalism and they want to tell the truth. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't some, um, especially in the world of broadcasting, uh, there aren't some people that'll stretch it to their point of view. But your average beat reporter who goes out to cover a story, whether it's national or, you know, a local house burned down, whatever it is, 
they work hard and they pride themselves in telling the truth. So I think that's unfair. I think a lot of these are unfair, honestly. And if you look at that um, TV reporters and newspaper reporters and business executives all made it onto this list, like what, yeah. you know, like where are we getting, are, are we now getting well, our news from, from TikTok because we don't yes. trust anybody else? Yeah. Exactly. Young, young people are. Yeah. And it's, it's a darn shame because, you know, there, there are things that happen in this world and all of a sudden it's on TikTok or it's on Facebook or wherever it might be, Instagram. And it's just somebody who's just, you know, lighting a fire and they don't know what they're talking about. That's why journal, when you, journalists are really trained to tr try their best, although they do fail, try their best to bring the public the truth. I completely agree. This shocked me. And yeah. that, I mean, I, when I first was reading this, I was like, oh, yeah, lobbyists, right? Sure, yeah. They're in the lobby of hell. Everybody knows that. But then as I went through the list, I went, oh, my gosh. Like, we, what, do we, what do we have left as an institution that we trust? Yeah, yeah. It's not true. our government at the state or federal right. level. Not any right. of our media. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's down to Omar's horoscope on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry store, we know the holidays are coming. Don't wait to the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. With scones so good that the owner's not modest, that's why her name is the Scone Goddess. Delicious scones so easy to make, you'll see what we mean. Anyone can make them. Just add some cream. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandcherry.com. The number one movie on Netflix right now is Old Dads, and its stars was written by and was directed by comedian Bill Burr. And here are two descriptions of Old Dads. The first description, three best friends become fathers later in life and find themselves battling preschool principals, millennial CEOs, and anything created after 1987, which is, I think is clever. Uh, the other description of old dads is when a middle-aged father and his two best friends sell their company to a millennial, they soon find themselves out of step and behind the times as they struggle to navigate a changing world of culture, career, and fatherhood. I've read some other re actual reviews of old dads, and it's one thing or another. It's one group of people say, this thing is so true and hilarious, or I hate this thing so much. This is what I hate about men, and they're glorifying it. There are moments, well, let's play one of the clips right now. I don't know if this is the cringeworthy moment, but we actually do have it. It's, it's Bill Burr, Bobby Cavanaugh, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Rachel Harris, and the great Bruce Stern. And here we go, old dads. Hey, buddy. What happened? You all right? Colin pushed me. Yeah, I know he did. I told you if you play rough, rough things are going to happen, right? But let me see. Let me see. Oh, that's not so bad. Just rub some dirt on it, buddy. There you go. You might want to get him checked or at least put a little neosporin on it or something. That thing could get infected. Who are you? I'm uh, Hunter Lewis. I'm Lisa's husband. I just moved in across the street. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah? Are you a doctor? Are you just like one of those WebMD guys? This is common knowledge. You want to keep the cut clean. Oh, is it? Well, listen, I'm trying to raise a little man here, not a 
so I appreciate your concern, but why don't you just go back to your heart, Celsi? And, you know, go on Twitter and go share this story where you're the hero. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's funny, you know. You know this guy. This guy has been that way, and probably his father was that way. He never stops with the insults. And there's one cringeworthy moment. He's picking up his kid at the preschool. And this is a preschool that is the most woke preschool in the history of schools. Everything, what they eat, what they say, how they interact with one another, is designed to care about other people. And obviously the character that Burris is playing is not that person. And so he gets into a little bit of an altercation with the school's principal. This is the woman who has created this school and she runs the school and she's just like this. She's very easy and says to him, excuse me, we haven't met yet. Um, do you know the rule about picking up? You have to pick up on time. And Burris says something like, yeah, the traffic was on the five was really tough. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. So it's a tough time to pick up a kid. Well, um, we can't have uh, excuses. We need to be on time. Yeah, I just told you why I was late. Okay, What was I, three minutes late? What's three minutes? I mean, let's face it. Kids just sitting around playing with a, another kid in the sand. And then she says, have you read the uh, handbook to the school? The handbook stipulates that for every minute late, you will be charged a dollar. And it goes into the fund to have a party at the end of the year, celebrating nature. And he says at that point, he takes it way up. And he says, yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm celebrating staying alive because it was tough. You know, who are you to be pushing me around like this? And she comes back at him. And then he unloads. You know what? Let me tell you what you are. You are just a, uh, and pick the word that is still inappropriate to call a woman. And he uses that word to the head mistress of his kid's school. <laughs> and, you know, his wife is younger than he is, and she really wants his her kid to be in this school. And he is just called. It was so. Have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? And Larry David does something that's funny, but you just cringe. Cringe. Cringe humor. Cringe humor. It's, oh, my God. Yes. That, yes. At that moment. I tell you what, it was the ultimate cringe for me. I don't know how I feel about this this movie. On, on the one hand, I think it's funny because there are guys that have, I'm one of them, that uh, not that late, but, but have had kids beyond their 20s or 30s. Actually, I think I've had children in every decade since the late 1890s. <laughs> so I have to take that back. <laughs> But there, there are there are women that are see, seeing this and they're saying, "I don't need to watch this," because I used to have one of those guys. Live and it. you can't yeah. change them; they're a pain in the butt. Blah blah blah. But it's number one right now on Netflix. On Netflix, old dads. My husband today uh, sent me a screenshot of an interview with Catherine McPhee, who's married to David Foster. And they yeah, have, the I think, a two-year-old yeah, son together. And right. she was talking about their differing parenting styles. You know, he's a classic boomer, 
right? Yeah, yeah. You know, right. the whole suck it up. And she's much more like, hey, let's talk about your feelings. And he mm-hmm. sends this to me with an eye roll emoji. And he's like, oh, modern parents. And I'm like, oh, you're married to one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How does he not see that? How does he not see that, having watched your girls grown up and how you raised them? Oh, he so most definitely sees it. Are you kidding? You're, woman, you're soft. Yeah, He just don't subscribe to it. He sees it. He just right. don't He's subscribe pushing face. to it. He's pushing your <laughs> yeah. face in it a little bit. Oh, anyway, sure. Bill... I thought about raising my kids the way I was with that good old-fashioned violence and chaos, but thought I'd go a different <laughs> way. Right. It's Bob right. and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. You know, the question is, can you heat up a pan to 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> That's the burning question at the center of this class action lawsuit. It claims that the advertising for Shark Ninja's nonstick cookware violates the laws of physics and thermodynamics. <laughs> Instead of making making its pans at a measly 900 degrees temperature that other brands use, Shark Ninja says it heats the cookware to a maximum of 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That process, (laughs) according to Shark Ninja, fuses plasma ceramic particles to the surface of the pan, creating a super hard textured surface that interlocks with our exclusive coating for a superior bond. But (laughs) Patricia Brown... The person who filed this lawsuit, she ain't buying it. As cited in Brown's lawsuit, NASA recently said the surface of the sun is a blistering hot 10,340 degrees Fahrenheit. That means Shark Ninja's manufacturing process reaches three times the temperature of the surface of the sun. Also, heating up Shark Ninja's pans to this temperature is a physical impossibility, given that aluminum vaporizes into gas at 4,478 degrees Fahrenheit. Hey, Shark Ninja, somebody's calling you out. Is it possible you're you're exaggerating your pans and how they're made? It is so refreshing to see somebody finally go... BS to the commercial and go, you're lying. It's not happening. And they file a lawsuit. (laughs) It's got to be true, though, because it's as seen on TV. On TV? There's a whole store at the mall for these products as seen on TV. I know. But Shark Ninja has got to answer the lawsuit. We'll see how this goes. I love (laughs) Love it. Love that lady. Yeah, she's great. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter 
recruiter's powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.